It's recording now. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a few men who know that dogs cannot perform MRIs, <laughs> but cats can. Uh, cats can. That's good. That's good. I'm Javier. <laughs> and today we also have... Corey. Danny G. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis the Menace, uh, D. Grady, Grady, a man of many names. Never mind, I was going to make a <laughs> dumb, sarcastic joke. But I reserve those for Javier. Yeah, you thank you. Know. Yes, I <laughs> definitely do those. All right, so today we are going to speak about the rosary. And our scripture today comes from... Luke chapter 1, verse 28. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. So today we're talking about the rosary. And many of things can be said about the rosary. We can talk about the different mysteries. We can talk about what it is. We can talk about anything but trying to prove to people that we don't worship Mary. I'm done with that. I don't know about you guys, but it's been done to death and I don't want to do it anymore. People believe we worship her. Go ahead. Believe whatever you want. So yeah. So which direction are we going to take this in? I don't know. I really don't know. It's still, like I said earlier in a pre-recording, you know, it's, it's still a mystery. So, so let's just, let's just go do a round table and give our thoughts about the rosary. Cause I'm just going to start it off as a, as you know, kind of bring, bring myself back to normal human level and, uh, and talk about it kind of like from a dad point of view, I got, I got three kids, two dogs, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy over here. But one thing that brings us peace is whenever at the end of the day, uh, we get the crazy, uh, and, and it happens at least once a week, we get the crazy idea to pray the rosary because it scares the crud out of the devil. Um, and what happens is everyone just kind of settles in. You know, it brings such a peace and tranquility to the household. The crazy pups settle down, like they just sit there and they go to bed quiet. The kids go to bed quiet. I mean, it just centers everyone and makes us just, you know and it's just a, a a beautiful way to end the day um and like i said it happens at least once or twice every week in my household and whenever it does like we never regret it and you know i know i know like a lot of people that that do an episode on mary or the rosary just spend spend the whole time trying to t convince people that we don't worship mary or that the rosary is scriptural and the scripture does kind of give us the origin of the hail mary you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's God's mom and we can never love her more than he loves her. You know, I think those are the words of, uh, who was it either Maximilian Kobe or, uh, 
Dominic Savio. I can't remember who, who said those words. They're powerful. Was, yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid of loving Mary too much. You can't. And you can never love her more than Jesus did. That's a good way to start it. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Thoughts? I, I, I want to um, kind of pass the mic over to uh, our guests uh, for today is Corey. And, and Corey and, and I are co-workers at Servite High School. And uh, uh, I've known Corey uh, since I've been working there. And he's, he's a phenomenal guy and exemplary man of God. And um, yeah, he, he's, he's now uh, the department chair for, for theology there. So I want to, and then he's just graduated with, from Franciscan University with his MA. So I want to pass it over to Mr. Corey Fujardo. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Javier and Adrian for starting it off more on the personal note, because as Adrian, you mentioned, we could take this so many different routes. And I have notes here. Uh, as I was prepping for this podcast, we could go the theological route. What is the rosary, the grace route, the efficaciousness of it. But I think just, just for this intro, I'd like to just say, I agree 100% about the piece. I'll tell a little story. Uh, when we brought our daughter home from the hospital, <clears throat> well, through the pandemic, my wife and I started praying a lot for the rosary. I think everybody was wondering, what can we do? We, can, we, we definitely see that the world is in trouble and needs help. And us Catholics, we're always, you know, uh, trying to figure out how through our faith can we help the world. And I remember there was like rosary chains going around. I got a text message one day just randomly from a group of Catholics that um, that I know that was like, we're trying to hit a million uh, Hail Marys for the day or a million wow. rosaries. I couldn't remember. So everybody pray. And I, and that was like maybe week one of the, of the lockdowns. And so we just started praying the rosary and it became a, a part of our, our, uh, you know, routine here at the house. My wife was pregnant during the pandemic. And when we brought our daughter Sophia home, it was hard, you know, bringing home a newborn during the pandemic. And uh, I just remember we were praying and some of the, the nights that the baby was the most fussy, we would just break out the rosary and pray and she'd go to sleep. I mean, within wow. the first decade, second decade, she would just go right to sleep, just like Adrian wow. was talking about. Yeah. And it does, it changes, uh, it changes the entire atmosphere of your house or wherever you're at um so that that that's the personal story with my daughter and then me just what what i've been able to see god working in my life specifically with a specific sin that i was struggling with uh you know my entire life and especially during the pandemic um just praying the rosary trying to pray daily uh, i've seen just so much tremendous improvement in that area so those are my two uh, personal accounts of where it's helped me in the last year Right. The rosary is my best friend, I would say, my uh, my weapon. Right. Um, and honestly, I started praying it when I was in high school, I, even though I was going to a public high school and there was a lot of uh, secularism. And uh, from my perspective now, demonic um, influences there. I mean, it's just it's just horrible. I mean, you couldn't even couldn't even, uh, you know, use God's name uh, on a flyer for like the local uh, the Christian Bible study after school without getting a suspension. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> um, I would come home watching WTN and that was like my outlet of the faith. And it really helped me copy at the time, uh, who's actually from upstate New York as well. He, uh, he lived out in California. He had a great conversion, right. He became a priest and you know, of course, everything else that happened. Uh, but I think he's in a good state now. 
Um, but ultimately he, you know, he stressed praying the rosary every day, broke out of his uh, cocaine addiction. Um, and obviously became a priest. Um, my grandmother from Florida sent me a rosary in the mail with how to pray it. I started praying it every day. Something told me to do it. And, um, you know, I was, you know, committing a grave, you know, uh, grave, uh, matter, you know, sin, uh, if you will at the time. And, um, in a very dark spot in my life and, you know, my friends were in a gang, um, you know, and it just, it was a terrible time. Um, but I believe that, you know, all those things coming together with, uh, my grandmother sending me the rosary and how to pray it. And really I felt the Holy spirit compelling me to pray every day. And I just committed to it. And I honestly just felt, you know, attacks, you know, I felt, you know, I can barely even, you know, get into it with you, but I stayed faithful to it. And, um, even when I really didn't want to, like, I just went through tremendous trials, uh, while praying it even, um, I started to go to the confession, Right. I hadn't gone for years before that. And um, it just like I, I, I felt the chains break off me and I, uh, I uh, entered into uh, a glorious state with the Lord. Um, you know, I eventually, you know, I went off to college to a secular college, but I eventually transferred to Franciscan. Uh, I even <clears throat> started praying 15 decades a day in college. And oh. again, that was a very trying time. And uh, eventually transferred to Franciscan, but I really just felt like, um, and also got my master's in theology, like Corey, and I, I just felt like I, I gave it all to Our Lady, you know, because I stayed faithful to the rosary and um, throughout the battles and um, ultimately Jesus Christ, of course, for all those listening is, as um, our, our great host mentioned earlier, you know, we don't worship Mary, but if you, if you're convinced of that, then you can stay in your ignorance, but ultimately she pointed away <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she's, the, you know, she's the mother and, and she's the, you know, we can get into this later maybe, but you know, she's the new Eve. Jesus is the new Adam. He's, you know, they're the, um, the, the opposite of those two, right. They're the perfection of what Adam and Eve were supposed to be. And, uh, through, you know, through Adam and Eve, the human race fell, but through Jesus and Mary, the human race is redeemed. And so that's why Mary is so important to us. And, and why she's actually necessary for redemption in the sense that she's playing the part of the new Eve. When I had my um, conversion in high school, I was very hesitant uh, or reversion, I should say, because I started going back to the Catholic church. I've always been Catholic. So it's not like I became Catholic or anything like that. I became very hesitant to pray the rosary or to um, honor Mary in any way, shape or form. And the reason why is because my brother uh, was converting to become an evangelical uh, Protestant. And so I heard a lot of negativity of a lot of criticism of worshiping Mary and stuff like that, which really, really uh, kept me from uh, praying to Mary or even honoring Mary uh, in any way, shape or form, or even the saints for that matter. It wasn't until... I went to a talk that was given by, I believe was Jesse Romero. Yeah, it was Jesse Romero. And in this talk, I'll never forget this talk. Uh, Cause I, I wind up like stealing the talk and giving it myself <laughs> as we this often guy. do. This guy. <laughs> we, we, yeah, well, we, uh, uh, who, who is so, this we? 
Um, and I, I remember the talk he, he uh, talked about, his talk was about um, David and how David, you know, when he slayed Goliath. And if you remember the story, um, he picked up his slingshot and he picks up five smooth, smooth. stones, five. And he talks about how the, the five uh, smooth stones represented the, the, the five decades of, of a rosary. And how obviously <laughs> it's, it's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch, right? But he talked about how um, our slingshot as Catholics to slay our Goliaths in our lives is the rosary. And I was just like, what? I was just like, what? That, that's amazing. I was like, I, you know, and, and when he said that, it really opened up my mind to, to pray in the rosary and, and encouraged me because it, it made me think like, wow, the rosary is very powerful for Catholics. And, and sure enough, you know, he also talked about other stories and things like that. I started praying the rosary and I saw how it started changing me so much so that um, I began contemplating a vocation to, to the priesthood and, and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, and I started carrying my rosary with me. I remember in my pocket, I always had a rosary in my left pocket. I remember that. My left pocket, I always had a rosary, um, had my cross on or, or my scapular on, et cetera. Uh, and it became a part of me. And I would feel like I was naked without having my rosary in my pocket. And it, it was amazing because I would walk to school or when I would walk home, I'd always pray my rosary make sure I don't know how many decades I was praying or how many rosaries I was praying today, but I was, I was praying it. And it made me feel really close, close to, to, to Jesus. You know, people think, Oh no, you're worshiping Mary. No, I, I yeah. I, I thought about our, our, our lady. I thought about Mary, but ultimately I was contemplating uh, the mysteries of, of the gospel. And I was contemplating my relationship uh, with God when I was praying the rosary. Um, so it was very special times. Yeah. It is, you know, and what everyone was saying right now, um, I don't know, it kind of reminded me, you know, speaking of talks, um, Fulton Sheen, man, like that guy, that guy, man. Um, he gave, he gave a talk on the rosary. He gave many talks, but one of them that was recorded and I ended up listening was, uh, had, had a neat little story. You know, and, and it's a two things that kind of when, when you guys were talking, it kind of reminded me of those two things. The first was uh, was when people dismiss the rosary, you know, like they're, they're quick to dismiss the rosary and, and, and you know, going going beyond the whole worshiping Mary thing, because because like I said, if you want to believe that, go ahead, be an idiot. But um, how charitable I am. Um, but the. Uh, <laughs> But the whole idea of, you know, the repetitive prayer that we get criticized for as Catholics, you know, uh, there was someone who, who approached them after giving a talk on, on the rosary. And, and it was this young lady who was, uh, who was there with her uh, Catholic boyfriend. And she said, you know, like after hearing your talk about the rosary, I'm not even considering becoming Catholic anymore because I don't think anyone who can say the same thing over and over um, can, can actually mean it from the heart, you know, with this repetitive prayer thing. And, and he says, uh, you know, I noticed that the young man next to her was not talking that much. She was the one doing all the talking. And, uh, um, and then I asked, uh, who is this young man next to you? My, my fiance. I'm like, oh, that's good. Does he love you? Like, yes, of course. How do you know? Because he told me. 
Oh, just one time. Has, has he told you this before? Yeah, yeah. He told me last night. Before that? Yeah, the night before. <laughs> before that? Yeah, the night before. I don't think he's being genuine and honest. You know? And so interesting, uh -huh. interesting thing about that, you know? Uh -huh. And then the other thing, the other thing, uh, it was just one little comment that he made. And I don't know if it was in this, in this one, and this one talk that I heard of it, or if it was another one. And, and he mentioned, uh, speaking of, you know, getting away from bad habits and from, mm -hmm. uh, from influences and whatnot. He said one, one very poignant thing that I took to heart and since I heard that years and years ago, um, probably a couple of decades ago, um, it just stayed with me that you're either going to stop praying the rosary or you're going to stop sinning. And oh, wow. that made a huge impact in my life. And whenever I struggle with anything, I start praying the rosary and I don't stop. And I remind my mother, one of those two things is going to happen. And I'm putting myself in your hands right now because I'm not going to do this on my own, but I'm not quitting on you. So don't quit on me. Both awesome stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to say this. I didn't get a chance, you know, in the intro to say this. The two people that I think have influenced me the most in the last year to really take the rosary serious is Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So, Adrian, bringing that up, the exact talk that you were talking about is the exact talk that made me start taking it super serious. And there was something that he said in that same talk where I that changed me forever where I'm like, I got to try and pray the rosary every single day. And what <clears throat> Archbishop Fulton Sheen says is he says, it's the perfect prayer for the individual. So I know when I say the word perfect, people are going to think, yeah, but what about the, the Eucharistic prayer and mass? So always the exception of the sacraments and the exception of the mass, we're talking, you know, talking about the individual. It's the perfect prayer for the individual because it incorporates mind, body, and soul. Body, as in it's tactile, you're touching it. Mind, as in you're contemplating the mysteries. Mm -hmm. And soul, as in you are praying not only the perfect prayer that Jesus taught us, the Our Father, but asking for the intercession of Mary, asking for the, or praying to the Holy to the Holy Trinity. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. And so it's it's got every aspect of the prayer life that you could ask for brought into one, bringing the entire being into perfection with God through this prayer. And that, that changed me. I'm like, if you want to know where to start to pray or how to pray, start with the rosary because it'll bring your whole being into it. And then the second person is Father Chad Ripperger. He does a, a, a talk on spiritual warfare and the rosary being the weapon for spiritual warfare. And I'm sure that'll come up later in this, but he, he mentions exactly what you said again, Adrian, is that uh, pick, pick the sin that you're struggling with the most and pray the rosary for 365 days straight or that set that goal and either at the end of 365 days you'll have dropped the sin or you'll drop the rosary is exactly what what you said wow and um what what he contributed to because i want to add to what you said because what adrian was saying was that the common misconception is well i i don't like habit and i've heard this from people that we that you know sure. uh that, that, that we know that are in our inner circle, uh, Javier, is, well, the repetitiveness. I can't focus with the repetitiveness. Something that Father Chad Ripperger says, too, because I think people will talk about is the emotional part. Like, I don't feel anything when I'm praying the rosary. <laughs> I, I, I get distracted. I wander <laughs> off. What Father, Chad says, what Father Chad says is awesome is 
the spiritual life is not primarily about a feeling. Grace is not a feeling. Now, positive feelings can be a result of grace, but you can also receive grace in a state of desolation when your feelings are completely going against what is actually happening interiorly. You, you're, being, you're receiving uh, sanctifying grace, even though the emotions aren't, aren't feeling that. And so if you're praying the rosary and you're not feeling anything, that doesn't mean that something on the interior is not happening to you. Those, those would be the two things that I would say. Get over the habitual part, get over not feeling anything, and know that it's bringing your entire being into perfection. Amen. Dang. Quick note on that, because that was such a better way of saying what I say whenever people are are wondering about that, you know, the whole I'm not feeling anything. It's kind of like, man, because I, I had this conversation with my mom, actually. Um, mom, you know, like conversations when you're an adult with your parents are freaking amazing. And one of the things yeah. that we were talking about was kind of what's that? And I remember hearing somewhere um, and, and I always lack in giving credit to, to people because I don't remember who said things. I don't remember what I did five minutes ago, to be honest with you. But um, but when we were um, talking about that, I, I just told her something I heard. And it was like, you know, you can go to the beach with the intention of like getting tan. And then you lay down and you forget that you went there to get tan and you fall asleep. The sun is going to have an effect on you, whether you are actively thinking about it or not you know and you are going to feel the effect if you fall asleep sunbathing you know so just the way you said it was like way more eloquent i'm more of like the knuckle dragging example type of guy but i believe that at the end of the day we're saying the same thing you know and absolutely that, that is just awesome that it you know we, we have to we have to get over ourselves it's not about us it was never about us our effort doesn't matter you know, it's, it's that we're putting ourselves in God's hands and in his mother's hands whenever we're praying the rosary. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just at the beach today, so I, I definitely felt what you're saying. <laughs> you, you got the three, shirt three days in a row. <laughs> Actually, I didn't go yesterday, so that was a mistake. But I did go two days before that. Anyway. The, uh, the beach. So definitely the beach, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, so... Um, yeah, you know, regarding uh, what Corey said, I, I love that because um, ultimately what we have is we have the perfect private prayer, right? As, as Corey mentioned, the mass, nothing's above the mass, the holy sacrifice, the liturgy, the hours is an extension of the mass, right? Adoration, but something that you can do anywhere, any place, right? At any time is the most holy rosary. And that's why it's so... Um, fitting right that mary came down from heaven to earth to give it to us because you don't have to be you know a scholar to pray it you can be uneducated you can be poor right you can be you know in a in a desert region right, all by yourself and you can still pray it um and that's what i love about it and you know people all around the world are praying it together as well and ultimately you know this is dude catholic podcast and the rosary is meant for dudes, right? Because every dude loves their mother. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And Amen. ultimately, Mary's our heavenly mother. And you know what? Corey mentioned about the emotional aspect of it. Honestly, you know, men tend to be more intellectual, more rational, I, could, I should say. And, and women tend to be more emotional. And that's not a bad thing because those are complementary, right? 
But I notice that a lot of men are just very devoted to the rosary, right? And even if they don't feel anything, they just stay committed to it. And I think that just has to do with the fact that men are called to be the spiritual leaders of the family. Father Ripperger himself, uh, the exorcist that Corey uh, quoted, right, from YouTube, he goes on to say that really, you know, back in the day when, when men would be smoking cigarettes outside during, during mass and women would be inside praying, he said that's a demonic inversion of what it should be. He said, if anything, the men should be inside the church praying and the women should be smoking because the men are actually called to lead the family. Right. The men are actually it's more important for the man to be the spiritual uh, uh, juggernaut. Right. So uh, we'll talk more about that, though, uh, after the break. So don't touch that dial. We'll be back after these messages. Actually, you you may you may touch that dial and you may do whatever you want because you we'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs> 